welcome to uh, <clears throat> our worship service. A little bit, little bit uh, cloudy outside, a little overcast, and we were just talking about that, probably due to the, the turmoil down south, the hurricanes and so forth. So we'll just deal with whatever God gives us. We're not going to do anything about it. So, all right, well... Uh, today, you will notice that uh, if you didn't get your, your bread and your juice packet, which represents the bread and the cup, in the back just before you come through the doors, please make sure you get that. We are going to have communion today. Pastor Sandy and Pastor Ryan are going to lead us in that. And uh, you'll see that's outlined in the bulletin. So, unfortunately, we couldn't do what we normally do with the... Uh, feet washing and so forth, so we're going to do a remnant of that, if you will, because Jesus wants us to, so we're going to do it. I don't think we have any other announcements to make, uh, so we have an opening hymn, and it's number 405. Any uh, updates? Okay. Let me get over there. Find a way in here. Uh, yes. Uh, first of all, uh, Donald Fever Hoover that we've had on our prayer guide under cancer. She passed away Tuesday evening, October the 6th. And um, I'll let Pastor Sandy report on Ivy Schwab with that, that she had passed away also on Monday. Uh, I have a special prayer that I had received last night from my sister-in-law. Um, our great niece had a baby on Friday, October the 9th, and it was a little boy. His name is Brigston. Lee Holden. Well, he was fine when he was born, and she called me last night and said, the baby's now in intensive care, and he's having trouble with low blood sugar. Oh. So I'm just asking for a special prayer for this little newborn, and for the mother also, the family, of course. So that's, that's a need. Um, let's see, other than that, I think we're good because we try to update everything on our prayer guide. So follow your prayer guide, good. And You'll, I think everything's intact. I don't think I forgot anything. Okay. <laughs> All right. Good. Who else? Ah, Harriet. Our granddaughter, Sherry, she had uh, the virus, and her mother called me this morning and said that she's feeling better, her body aches are gone, but she's still tight on the chest. And her son, he works at Sheetz's, and they had him tested for the virus, and they said he was negative. Oh, good. So our prayers are being answered. Yeah, yeah. That's and our good. grandson, Rod, he's still being tested for whatever. They don't know yet. 
Okay, yes. so there's still ongoing tests there. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anyone else? Elaine? Um, I spoke to Loretta Blatt the other day via the, because I'm on the prayer chain. Uh -huh. And I said, Loretta, how are you guys doing? And she said, well, I'm, 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 I'm doing really well, actually. Good. And I said, what about our boy Earl? And she said, well, he, you know, you guys, meaning the church people, knew that he had that infection. And she said, he's doing, he's way past that. But he's very, um, sh has shortness of breath. And she said, even that's getting a little better. It's not quite as bad as it was. But the thing now, she says, is he gets very, very tired. Oh. I said, well, I seen him out in his front yard not too long ago. She said, yeah, he, he can do short forays around the house. Uh -huh. And he said, he will get in the truck and go to Redner's. But she said, I wish he wouldn't do that because he just gets so exhausted. Uh. So she said, thank to thank everybody here for all your prayers and to keep them coming and that they really miss being here. Yeah, well, we miss him. Yeah. That's for sure. Karen, did you have your hand up? Yes. Okay, I'm going to do the teacher Karen routine here. Some of you may not be familiar with these little juice pouches, and the first thing to know is don't ever squeeze them, because if you squeeze them, you will have juice arcing everywhere. So my suggestion is, is you take the straw off the back, take it out of the wrapper, and... If you'll see in front, there's a little arrow, but if you look in, there's like a little hole where you're going to stash that. Probably the easiest way to do it is to hold it in your lap and put it in, or to hold it by the corner and put it in, whichever. Yeah. So once you get it in, it's like anything else. Just don't squeeze it because, believe me, the juice will. Spurt. Anybody who works with kids will know that. So, but um, and we have a trash can in the back, so when we're when you're walking out, you can throw it out. So, if anybody thinks they want help, I have gloves up here, and I can come help you open it up if you think it's too tough or don't yeah. want to make a mess. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I'll help you if you need it. Mike. Yeah, I do need it. I need a lot of help. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're gonna come. You're gonna come back. Okay. Does anybody? Does everybody have their bread and your their juice pack? You need one. What? You, oh, you need. You need. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't understanding the hand signals. was to go get Helen. So I called her and I said, so we'll be down to get you. I'm not going. Oh. I said, what's wrong? She said, I've earache the last two days. Earache, okay. Which she said isn't uncommon because she lived with that all her life. Oh. Which I never knew about. Yeah. So anyhow, she said, just tell everybody to keep praying for me. Okay. So. Okay. Anyone else? 
Pastor Sandy. I got a munchkin here in front of me. <laughs> All set. I personally appreciate everyone that was able to make it to the cemetery on Friday for Ivy Schwab's um, graveside and uh, just cannot praise the Lord enough that, that the Lord was there. Pastor Ryan did wonderful. Uh, I, you know, there was a rejoicing in my heart as we left uh, that we brought forth a testimony unto the Lord uh, on Ivy's behalf and her passing. Uh, Ryan and I both have, have said that we felt we did what the Lord called us to do in visiting her and really feel that the Lord opened, opened the doors for us to do that because originally we were told we could not visit for two weeks, which would not end until like this coming Wednesday or something. But uh, I pled with the chaplain at Londonderry Village. I said, look, this here's somebody that has no family in the area no immediate family and we're it can you work this out so we can get in and to her credit the chaplain uh, did whatever was necessary to help us out and so um, prior to her passing Ryan visited her I visited her and then Monday on her passing he was going to visit again and they let him know that she had passed so um, it sounded like a, a peaceful passing good yeah good praise the Lord for Ivy yes yeah uh, yes uh, there's some memorial cards for Ivy back on the table if somebody would like to pick one up uh, to yeah, and there's one on the bulletin board if you just like to look but don't want to take one with you. It's on the bulletin board. Okay. All right. Pat, how's mom? She uh starting to use the right foot a little more, so she's actually pushing herself back in a wheelchair. So and she used the right foot first, so I think it's a big plus. Okay. Uh, All right. She's holding her own. So, a little improvement. Okay. That's great. Yeah. Tell her to get on the stick because I like her pickles and if she. Okay. Luke, how was the birthday party? Did you have a good time? Yeah, good. Hi, Evelyn. How are you? <laughs> Let's pray. Heavenly Father, you want us to talk to you, and we enjoy doing that. And we pray for individuals that 
or on our prayer list, our prayer guide, we think of individuals who have passed away, and we especially think of Ivy. She's a blessing to this congregation and a longtime member. And thank you, Lord, for her life. Thank you that our pastors were able to visit with her prior to her passing. And she was such a delight in our Sunday school class when she was able to come. And I enjoyed joking with her. And it's, it's going to be a loss. But thank you, Lord, for her life. Other people have passed away, Lord, that we've mentioned today. We pray for, for their families so that they will feel your presence and know that you care. And we know as if they are believers, it's merely a passing from this life into eternity life. So that is a blessing in itself. Thank you, Lord, for being the God that heals and the great physician. For without you, what could we do? Thank you, Lord, that you are the one that we come to. And even though we don't have to, because you know what's going on, you know better than us, but we come to you in prayer because you are our God and we want to talk to you. What we do without you, Lord, it would be such a terrible situation. And we have concerns, Lord, for individuals throughout our world that are being persecuted, that are being just just pushed aside, in fact, even killed because of their faith in you. Lord, bless those that are being persecuted, especially our brethren in Nigeria. Lord, lift them up. Give them great faith. And let them persevere with you in mind. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we pray for our country also. Lord, we need revival in this country. We need to be to return to you in a great way. And we ask for a mighty revival. Lord, this is the only thing that will change the direction that we're on now. Lord, it is so troubling. We know that you want the best for us all. And therefore, we want to follow what your guidelines are. We want to follow your laws your direction and we want to renew a covenant with you thank you Lord and bless our leaders Lord also as they try and make sense of all the turmoil that's going on give them great wisdom Lord put your hand upon their their minds and give them direction in the proper way thank you Lord and finally Lord bless this church Bless your congregation. Lift us up. Give us great hope. We have hope in you, Lord. We don't, we don't doubt that you are our Savior and our Lord. And for that, we say amen. Amen in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Thank you. Amen.
I trust that um, everyone receives my letter. Um, for those who maybe you didn't or, or aren't aware, um, well, you know what? I know you didn't because I didn't send it to you. <laughs> I was scared of what you were going to say. No. <laughs> No, Sandy and I had 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 conversations, so um, I can send you a copy of the letter. But um, okay, yeah. Um, and so last um, last Sunday we were at the East Fairview Church of the Brethren, and um, they had um, selected me as a candidate for their senior pastor position. And um, it was a strong vote. Uh, it was a strong call, and uh, we did accept uh, that call uh, for a full time ministry position. And, um, you know, our consistent prayer as a family each night faithfully uh, has been that the Lord would lead and guide us into the works that he has prepared for us. And um, he led us and, and guided us here um, to Conewago to be with you all. And uh, now we believe that he's leading us and, and guiding us to East Fairview. And um, so it is bittersweet. I, I truly do mean that it is bittersweet. Um, there is no one here that um, has dissatisfied any of us. Uh, we've found all of you to be wonderful, and I put that in the letter. Um, just nothing short of, of perfect love, and, and uh, we appreciate that. Um, and so a few weeks ago, I did preach on bringing the fullness of your emotions to the Lord. And so maybe, maybe you're mad at me. Maybe you're upset. Um, I would encourage you to, to bring those emotions to the Lord. Um, and um, he will be there to, to hear uh, what's on your hearts. And, and I also preached uh, in that same sermon on uh, looking to the past. Uh, you know, how the Lord tells us, you know, remember all the ways he's led us in the past. And... Um, we can have um, trust and confidence, faith in the fact that he will continue to lead us in the future. Um, you know, the Conewago Church of the Brethren has been around for a long time. And it has survived without myself, uh, sorry, and um, it will continue to survive um, without me. Um, it doesn't need me to survive. Um, the Lord is who sustains this congregation, and um, I have no doubt that he will continue to provide in the future. So, um, having said all of that, may we pray. Lord, thanks for this morning. Thanks for uh, sustaining us through the night uh, and for bringing us here this morning. And Lord, we uh, just come humbly uh, before you uh, here this morning. We are remembering the sacrifice that you have made on our behalf. We're coming here to be in fellowship with you and also uh, with one another uh, by partaking uh, in your holy communion. And so, Lord, I ask that you would prepare our hearts as we prepare to enjoy fellowship with you and one another in this very sacred way. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. And so to begin with, I want to read John chapter... 6 verses 41 through 59. And so the Jews grumbled about him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. 
And they said, is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How does he now say, I have come down from heaven? And Jesus answered them, do not grumble among yourselves. No one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws him and I will raise him up on the last day. It is written in the prophets and they will all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. But not that anyone has seen the Father except he who is from God. He has seen the Father. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven, and if anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. The Jews then disputed among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? And so Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so whoever feeds on me, he also will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Not like the bread that the fathers ate, excuse me, not like the bread the fathers ate and then died. Whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. Jesus said these things in the synagogue as he taught at Capernaum. And so one of the first things that Jesus says here that in this passage is, I am the bread that came down from heaven. Why did he come down from heaven? I mean, there must have been a reason for Jesus to come down from heaven. And there was. There was a problem. We had lost our source of life because we sinned. Sin had separated us from God. Sin drove a wedge between God and us. The sin of Adam and Eve has spread to each of us. It's something that we are born with. I didn't have to teach Luke or Evelyn to say no or to disobey me. They just seemed to do that on their own. It's part of our fallen nature. But being that we have been created in the image of God, there's something deep inside each of us that's seeking to recover that glory that we once had. Because of our fallen natures, there is this longing in our hearts that we all know of. We all are directly aware of it. There's a longing in each of our hearts for something that this world cannot satisfy. 
And if you want any proof of that, any proof that we all have a longing in our hearts for something more, then just watch the news. Listen to people speak. Or better yet, listen to politicians talk about creating a better world. The world is hungry for something. But it doesn't know where to go to satisfy that hunger. And so the world tries to satisfy that hunger with works and accomplishments, titles, positions, pleasures, things, even wars. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. He says, I am the solution to this problem. I am your source of life. I am your way back to God. I know what you want, but I have come to give you what you need. I know that your hearts are really longing for me. And so I have come to give you the bread of life. This is the bread that comes down from heaven so that one may eat of it and not die. Why have I come down from heaven? This is why. I have come down from heaven so that you may not die. I am the God of the living, not the dead. I don't want to see anyone perish. But rather, I want all persons to reach out to me and partake of the bread of life that I am offering. You don't have any food that can satisfy your hunger. Only I can satisfy your hunger. I am the living bread that came down from heaven, Jesus says. I am the living bread. This means that life is found in me. You lost your source of life, but I have come to restore it. Why did I do it? Why did I give up the honor and the glory to become like you and die on a cross? Because I love you. I created you. Before you were ever born, before the foundations of the world were laid, you were a thought on my mind. I love you more than you could possibly understand. The greatest demonstration of my love is that I myself took your sins upon myself so that you might not die, but rather so that you might eat of the bread of life and live. The one who eats this bread will live forever. I am the living God. Life is only found in me. I am offering you life, not condemnation. Take and eat of this bread of life and you will live forever. I don't want you to suffer under sin and death 
I don't want you to be hungry with no way to satisfy that hunger. I want you to live. And I want to satisfy your hunger and provide for all your needs. I want you to eat the bread of life. This bread is my flesh. The bread of life is my body. I've given my body for you. It was broken on the cross, poured out for the sin of this world. This is not something that I did on account of your good works, nor is it on account of your righteousness. I did this for your sake because you are dead. You chose to reject me, and as a result, you lost your source of life. I've come to give you my flesh so that you might eat and receive new and eternal life. And I do this because I love you. Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. There is no life in you apart from my flesh and my blood. In the beginning I gave you life, but you chose to reject me. As a result, sin came into my creation, and with sin came death. But I came to overturn sin and death. I've come to bury them in the grave. And I rose to new life. New life that I now give to you. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. My offer is not just for some, but rather for all persons. Any person who feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. Whoever comes to me and says, Lord, I am hungry, or Lord, I am thirsty, I will sit you down at my table and feed you. I will give you something to drink. Your plate will never be empty and your cup will never be dry at my table. My flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. The food and drink of this world can only satisfy you for a period of time, but you're hungry for what only I can give to you. I have come to give it to you. My flesh and my blood will satisfy you for an eternity. My flesh and my blood will sustain you for an eternity. You who would come to me, you will sit at my table and feast for an eternity. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me and I in him. The one who comes to me for food and drink has communion with me. That means you have fellowship with me. It means that you are my friend and that you are no longer separated from me. It means that you will come into my house and sit down at my table. It means that you abide in me and my promise to you is that I will abide in you. You will be satisfied in me. Whoever feeds on me will live because of me. 
sitting at my table and eating the bread that I offer and drinking the drink that I offer will bring life to your soul. The table of this world cannot offer you what I am offering to you. Because the food of this world is dead. Dead food can only give to you that which it is. But I am offering you living food. Come and sit at my table and be fed. Receive the bread of life and live. This is the bread that came down from heaven. This is the quality of the bread that came down from heaven. The bread that came down from heaven is living bread. Take of it and eat. I have come down from heaven to give it to you because I love you and I want you to live. And whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. By eating this bread, you will live forever. By eating this bread, you will remain in me and I in you. And by eating this bread, you will leave death in the grave as I have left death in the grave. By eating this bread, you will rise from the grave to sit at my table as I rose from the grave to prepare a place for you to fellowship with me for the rest of eternity. As we prepare to come to the Lord's table, we reflect on our reasons for thanksgiving, faith, penitence, and love. And in this time of silence, I would encourage you to remember that our Lord Jesus Christ called us to break bread with one another and to thoughtfully examine the state of our faithfulness and our unity with his body. So let's have a moment of silence. family of faith. We have made a commitment to Jesus Christ. He is our Lord. He is our Savior. Grant that as we partake of this bread and this cup that we might renew our vows to one another and to our Lord Jesus Christ whom we serve. Amen. And so all of us who are in love and fellowship in the family of God who do truly and earnestly repent of our sins who humbly put our trust in Christ and who desire his help that we might walk in newness of life are invited to draw near to God and receive this holy communion to our comfort through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And Mike, would you mind handing me a Bible? I'm sorry, I forgot to bring a Bible up. 11, 23 and 24. 
24. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. This is Paul talking to the Corinthians. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And so, holy God, we pray your blessing on this sacred symbol of Christ's broken body. May we receive and partake of this bread of life in faith, recalling the life and death of Jesus Christ. Increase our gratitude and our obedience. And we ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. And so... If you haven't already, please take out your bread. He took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Holy and loving God, we pray your blessing upon this sacred symbol of the blood of Jesus the Christ. Our hearts are lifted in thanksgiving for love poured out for us. As in faith we drink this cup, may your forgiveness and your divine spirit be poured afresh into our lives through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And so please go ahead and make the same declaration as before, as many of who have gone before us have made this declaration throughout the centuries. Please say with me, the cup which we bless is the communion of the blood of Christ. Spirit, through symbols and through the hands of those we love. And we are deeply grateful to have a place at your table. Amen, Lord, at your table. And to share in this sacred food, by your grace, may we continue on our pilgrimage, carrying into all of life the saving love of our Lord Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen. That was good juice. I think we have a closing hymn.